This episode of the Prairie Track and Field Podcast is brought to you by You Betcha Ice Cream. This is unfortunately one of the last times that we're going to be able to shout out You Betcha Ice Cream. Their amazing owner, Paul, is moving on to the next chapter of his life. And therefore, you only have a couple opportunities to get You Betcha Ice Cream before they're all gone. One of them is this weekend at the Grand Forks Farmer's Market. That's right. If you show up on Saturday, you'll have an opportunity to interact with Paul, wish him well on his next journey, but more importantly, get a taste of some of his phenomenal You Betcha Ice Cream. And you can also attend the You Betcha Ice Cream's last ride that's going to take place at Cedic Run on October 5th. When you stop by there, you can pick up some of your favorite pints of ice cream. Once again, uh, just have fun with all the people that have been there along the way supporting him and uh, and celebrate one of the iconic businesses that's been, uh, one of the iconic small businesses and niche businesses that's been taking place in Grand Forks over the past couple seasons and past couple years. So thank you so much to Paul for all of your efforts uh, in downtown and the farmer's market and everywhere else. We wish you all on your journey. And for those of you that, haven't had an opportunity to try his ice cream yet. Now's your chance. Uh, it's so good. I'm a big fan. So that's You Betcha Ice Cream teaming up with Cedic Run on October 5th. Be there. On this episode of the podcast, we get to sit down with Jake Arison, one of NDSU's top runners this season. Funny story about Jake, and I'll try to post the photo somewhere. When he was a seventh grader, in, uh, in middle school. I was a senior in high school. So we were teammates on Red River's cross country team. And there's a photo somewhere where he comes up to about my waist. And Jake's grown about two feet since then. I think uh, we see pretty much eye to eye now. Uh, and you'll find later in the episode, maybe not so much eye to eye on some of our thoughts on uh, the best distance runners of all time in North Dakota. But no, uh, all jokes aside, Jake has been uh, a phenomenal story of development. He's someone that never finished higher than 10th at a state meet in high school, worked his way as a walk-on on the NDSU's team, and has just progressed ever since. And now is one of their top guys this season. Uh, last season, he had some phenomenal races as well. Uh, so we're just super excited to get him on the podcast, to tell a little bit about his story, tell a little bit about the buys in this season. We don't know a ton about him, mostly young pups, but he, Peyton Smith, Zach Johnson, Jacob Canodal, some of the older guys, uh, are taking them by the reins and showing them uh, how it's done. So we get to chat about that. And then at the end of the episode, we do get to play some hypotheticals. Jake brings one up that the guys have been talking about on the team for a little bit. We bring up uh, a hypothetical for Jake and we all play along and put in our, our few cents there. So great episode. Love that Jake loves track and field and cross country as much as we do. And we hope that you do as well. Thank you so much for listening as always. You can follow us on our social medias. That's great. That's where we honestly post most of our stuff. What we can't cover there, we cover on the episodes. And we'll try to do our best to keep you updated with big meets coming up like GRIAC, the border battle next weekend, and so many others. So thanks again for all your support. Uh, but without further ado, let's dive into the latest episode of the Prairie Track and Field Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Prairie Track and Field Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Enerson. And I'm your other host, Cameron Rail. 
And today we're coming with a very special guest. Uh, big throwback for me, one of my first cross-country teammates back in the day. Cam, you weren't quite teammates with him, but you were darn close to overlapping. You guys have been on quite a few runs together. Jake Harrison, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Happy to be here. Yeah, I mean, Jake, this isn't your first time contributing to the podcast in in some form. I mentioned right before we started recording, I just brought up that your sophomore year, we drove down to Vermilion, South Dakota. Uh, the morning of the last day of the Summit League Track Championships, uh, just to spectate as fans, and I think we went live, did like a little Instagram live, and I kind of roped you into to sharing your thoughts or predictions for for one race or another. I can't remember exactly what happened, but uh, yeah, welcome welcome back to uh, to the podcast. Yeah, I suppose it's been about two and a half years, but uh, you know, I'm happy happy to be back. Yeah, we must not we we must not have paid you enough the first time. That's why it's taking you so long to. <laughs> yeah, to yeah get back. haven't quite been there until today. Yeah, 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 exactly. Well, and then I was thinking, you're got to be the only like sibling duo to ever be on the podcast because your sister Hannah was on uh, a little over a year ago. So right, I don't know. Have right. we had siblings on before, Cam? Well, I mean Quinn, but not as you're, like not as guests. guests. I guess yeah. I'm not a guest on my own podcast, so Mm-mm. yeah, this might be might be the first round of of siblings. So, all right, we'll call that an episode. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, Thanks for yeah. coming on, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, Jake, you are kind of in the thick of cross country season. You guys have raced a couple of times. Uh, well, actually, you guys have only raced one time. Um, was supposed to be two, and only one. We. Threw that out on the last podcast and have kind of gotten some mixed messages behind the scenes. What did you think? Uh, you were all ready to race at Ron Pin and Grand Forks, and then it didn't happen. Did that was that kind of weird to start the season to throw you a wrench into your guys's plans, or were you able to just roll with it pretty easily? Yeah, yeah. For for us, kind of, um, we kind of. I'll throw roll back to last year. We went to we went to Ron. We were going to go Ron Pan and. Um, we were, you know, we were pretty excited for that one. A lot of guys had, had some really good training, training going over the summer. And then we heard the week of that UND was going to tempo. So we knew going in that they were going to tempo, but we were kind of disappointed. We were excited to race them and everything. And, um, so we kind of expected a similar situation this year, um, to last year. So we were going in expecting the tempo, um, anyway. So I were none of our guys were really expecting on racing at least our at least our scores you know kind of our top seven group that we have um i think the freshmen and all the the new guys and some of the guys that are trying to make travel squads you know for them they were they were ready to go they were ready to race so they were kind of bummed some of them were a little bit bummed um but like for for you know for me at least i was never you know really intending on racing there anyway so um yeah the fact that we didn't go for for you know our top guys we were very okay with missing that one yeah we were we kind of threw out some some ideas because i think i think the ron pin has a potential or whatever that first meet is for for the bison or for the hawks or a lot of like the local schools i feel like it's a cool opportunity to do something a, a little different or i i don't know 
the one idea that we threw out to maybe make that opening meet a little more meaningful so you can have a little more like consistency, at least as a fan, is uh, is bringing back the nickel. Are you familiar with the nickel trophy? This is kind of a debate yeah. running high. Yeah, no, I listened to your guys' last podcast. Okay, and, okay. Uh, and it was it was kind of funny because when, when you guys were like, um, you know, I doubt anybody on the team even knows about the nickel. And then I was like, in my head, I'm like, oh, I know about the nickel. I'm very familiar. And then you're like, I bet Jake Harrison knows about the yeah. nickel. And I was like, yes. Yes, yes that's right. <laughs> so that was, that was kind of funny. It cracked me up a little bit. But yeah, very familiar with the nickel. Funny story, actually. One of my um, elementary school teachers who I will uh, protect with anonymity for uh, for legal reasons uh was actually the one that stole the nickel whoa wow so uh some some uh, fun fact for you so i know i know all about the lore uh, wow yeah yeah i mean i think i think if you throw something like that into like one of these early meets you know give 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 the meat some sort of meaning uh yeah. I don't know. I, I think there's there's an opportunity to make it like a cool, you know, and it doesn't have to be like an 8K race. It can still be that shorter distance and it can still be beneficial to to both teams and coaches can find a way to make it fit into the to the training plan, you know. Uh, but there's there's something pretty like historic about dual meets that I think people have kind of gone away from. Um, and they're I mean, they're not for everybody. And I don't I'm not saying the Ron Pin has to be a dual meet. I think it'd be great to you know, have, have it be a try or a quad or, you know, something like that. But, uh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. It's definitely, it's definitely a fun idea. I think it'd be, I think it'd be cool, but just kind of the way that things have kind of progressed for like the majority of the schedules for teams nowadays, it kind of seems like a lot of people are really focusing on going to bigger meets more and really seeing some of the yeah. regional competition and these, these kind of early meets are just throwaways anyway. So, yeah. you know, it'd be, it'd be a cool idea. And I'm all about more competitions. You know, I love to race, but yeah. I think, um, I just, yeah, I don't see that really going that direction just because of how things have kind of progressed. Even since I've been in college, it's just right. Like, Dude, I want to kind of phase those, phase those early meets out a little bit. But. Yeah. I want to touch on that a little bit because all of a sudden you're kind of the old dog on this team, which, you know, I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, we were teammates in high school. I was a senior and you were a seventh grader. So yeah. in my head, <laughs> I always just think you're like 12 years old. Um, yeah, that's but, any, but anyway, uh, just tell us a little bit about this team. It's a lot different. You're one of the older guys. You've got a ton of freshmen. Uh, what's the camaraderie like, the chemistry? Just kind of take us behind the scenes there. Yeah, so we kind of, right now, we kind of got a lot, a lot of older guys making up our scoring half, you know, our top, our top guys are really all like juniors and juniors and seniors, but the majority of our team right now, we have 23 guys and the majority of the team is first and second year. So the past two years, we've had seven in each recruiting class. So we've got definitely a young team, although it may not seem like it when you look at results, we've seen a lot of juniors and seniors up there, but um yeah we got a young team and and uh, a lot of talent coming up for for our guys and you know they they're really passionate they they're happy to be here the team team really gets along well um we're always always doing stuff on the weekdays weekends and everything so it's a really fun team to be a part of and that's kind of always how it's been since I've been here and um you know the the seniors and the upperclassmen have always just done a really good job of kind of including everybody um 
you know, whether they're freshmen or sophomores or whatever. So, and that really hasn't changed since I've been here. That's but the team's just kind of gotten bigger and it just seems like it's, it's bigger groups and everything now. And it's, it's been, it's been really fun to be a part of. Yeah. We've, we've got some characters on the team too. So it's, it's fun. Give us uh so, I mean, we saw you guys race for the first time this season at the SDSU classic came in third behind UND and NDSU. Uh, just give us a little insight as to how the team was feeling after that race and how you, I mean, I'm sure it was a bit, a little bit of a disappointment, but there's always a bit of uncertainty with, uh, with a first race, maybe expectations are not as high, you know, going into the first race of the season, but just tell us what the feeling was after the race, uh, amongst the team and the coaches. Yeah. Um, honestly, not really putting too much stock into that first meet for, for us, at least, um, you know, we kind of, we trained, you know, we were doing, we were doing hill sprints the day before. So it's not like we were really, you know, focused on that one too much. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're, they're, you know, SDSU, UND run well, um, not too surprised to see it. You know, they got a lot of talent on those teams. Um, Carson Necker, you know, like <laughs> was really surprised to see a true freshman running away with it like that. Um, yeah, he's, uh, he's pretty, he's impressive. So, yeah. um, other than that, not really a whole lot of surprises out of that first meet. Um, you know, most surprising thing was just kind of getting back into, uh, the feel of, feel of races for us, you know, since, uh, we didn't really have that opening 6k rust buster. It was just kind of going out going out that first mile and coming through 442 was kind of a shock to the system a little bit. So, um, yeah, just kind of getting back in the field of races for us. And, um, you know, when the, the team score was, you know, very close. And if you, uh, if you take out all the people that weren't in the summit league, it's like, it's like a one point spread between first and third. Um, cause wow. they, they included the SDSU alumni and uh, Colton Brand from Augustana was up there in seven. So, um, yeah, it's like it's like a one point one point gap when between the three teams when when everyone's out of it. So, um, yeah, I think we're in we're in a good spot as it is, and you know the guys think so too. So, um, it's gonna be it's gonna be really fun to continue continue racing those teams as the season goes on. I know it's been a big point for the men's cross country team at NDSU to finally raise a banner. Uh, you know, there's been so many good teams that the Bison have put up over the years and just have not quite been able to get the job done. But what makes your group unique and special uh, that you guys think you're going to be the first to do it? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, this is probably the best team we've had in in my memory, at least. I think um, when you look at our our guys 5k times this past track season you know we had you know Nodal at, at 14 12 zach at 14 22 i mean we had a top five average 5k of like 1430 so you know normal normally that's that's you know gonna run away from the summit league but the summit league's been getting better and better each year so it's definitely no guarantee anymore but i think um i think we're in a our guys are pretty healthy at the moment and everyone's running well and training well. And, um, you know, this has been a goal for a while. Um, so yeah, I mean, the fire is there and everyone's on the same page. Um, and I think, um, 
SDSU not being as as dominant as they were as they were last year with all the you know that incredible class they had graduating um, kind of leaves the door open for for another team to come challenge. So I think um, you know we're ready to step into that. You know, UND showing that they're they're ready to step into that too. So I think the door is open and it's you know it's anybody's it's anybody's race and yeah we feel we feel we got the team for it. Yeah, I mean, talking about the Summit League getting uh, deeper and stronger as a whole, this was news to me this week. I saw UND was back in the region rankings for the first time in, you know, uh, you know, maybe even ever. I think they were in the preseason rankings back in the early 2010s or something like that. But also the the surprise to me was seeing Oral Roberts in the rankings. Uh, did a little yeah. deep dive in, in into their roster, and it looks like they had recruited the number one runner from Oklahoma, the number one. So they have a freshman on their team this year who was the number one runner in the whole state of Oklahoma last year. Uh, they got a, a transfer from D2 who uh, was a national qualifier as an individual in cross country. Uh, and then the former UND runner, Patrick Kipkenboy, Kipkenboy uh, is there at Oral Roberts as well. You know, as as another one of their scorers, uh, surprise to you. You know, I mean, that's in the last episode. Ryan and I were kind of hyping up the 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 trio. You know, the SDSU, UND, NDSU. But you know, if the region rankings have anything to say, it looks like uh, ORU might have something to say about that too. Yeah, and you're you're uh, you actually missed their their number one transfer that they got. They actually got the NAIA national cross country champion. Oh yeah, well. yeah, that's and, uh. And I, and I'm pretty sure he ran sub 14 in the 5K during, during the track season, and then he didn't run again. Okay. So, wow. So they've got they've got a star there too, but um, he didn't even run at their first race, which is something to note too. That that Oklahoma Gatorade Athlete of the Year, he was their number one guy. Yeah. And they didn't have the uh, NAIA transfer, and they still beat Kansas State, who was ranked preseason like number 12 or something. Wow. Um, no longer ranked now since they kind of bumped them off the leaderboard a little bit there, but um, but yeah, you know, or use a team. <laughs> they're kind of a they're kind of a sleeper, and um, the we're not really going to get a you know we're not going to race them all year, and the closest thing we're going to get as like a measuring stick for how good they are is um, SDSU is going to race them at Texas A and M um, the weekend that we go to Bradley, so that'll be the first time that we can really measure up a team against them, but. Yeah, I have no idea what what to expect from ORU. That's that's kind of crazy. Yeah, they really just loaded up with transfers and yeah, Kip Kemboy is down there and yeah, it's kind of yeah, it's, it's a, surprising I mean, for us. Even the even the athletes that we know a little bit more about, you know, it seems like a little bit of a wild card roster. Kip Kemboy, oh, yeah. you know, during COVID, you know, he was the Summit League champ that year, but had kind of mm-hmm. fallen off his form since then. Hadn't really seen him race. Uh, super well. Uh, obviously, you have you know uh, a freshman that's leading your squad right now. You never know how a freshman's going to adjust to the longer race distance, and uh, and like you're saying, that NAIA national champ still haven't seen him race since uh, indoor season is what it sounds like. So yeah, December. and just yeah. yeah. So I mean, a little bit a little bit of uncertainty there, but that's definitely something I'm gonna I'm gonna be watching. So um, so you guys go down to Griac this weekend. Uh, race on right. Friday, so another another shot at at SDSU. SDSU will be there. UND will not be there. Um, 
this will be kind of your last competition uh, against conference foes with SDSU and UND not going to Bradley. Um, what are you guys' thoughts on on how like the schedules have, have worked out? Well, first of all, how are you guys feeling going into GREAC? And then, you know, thoughts on how the schedules have panned out, this being your last uh, chance to compete against, uh, you know, a, a key Summit League foe before the Summit League champs in October. Yeah, no, we're fired up this weekend for sure. Now that we've got we've got a race race under our legs, you know, got the got the feel of what it takes to run run eight K down again. So um, you know, I think we're a little bit more prepared for this weekend and um yeah, we're 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 excited to have another shot at SDSU, see see how uh the team scores will line up when you add a lot more athletes into the race and uh who that benefits so yeah we're excited feeling good um another team not to uh um sleep on is st thomas yeah um, st thomas is going to be there this weekend and they lost to sdsu by six points at augustana oh wow so yeah. so yeah there's a there's another team you know or you and and st thomas you know they're in there right now too so um so we'll get to see st thomas for the first time there and St. Thomas actually will be at Bradley, so oh, we'll get, great, good. We will get one key Summit League team at least at Bradley, but but yeah, it is kind of unfortunate this year that we don't get to get to see see him as much. UND decided to go to Lehigh for for their last meet before um, before conference, and SDSU is going to A and M. So yeah, yeah, we wish we could race him again, but you know it's not a huge deal because there's plenty of plenty of regional teams that that we're also trying to beat um you know teams like minnesota teams like you know bradley loyola you know other teams that we kind of have our eye on that we're looking yeah. to compete with this year at regionals so you know we'll see all those teams at bradley and Bradley's going to be a great a great meet anyway we don't really need the summit league teams there anyway to um, really have our our eye on some competitors so um you know if if we had our preference, maybe we'd prefer to compete against them, but it it really doesn't doesn't matter all that much. So now we've talked a lot about the team, but I want to talk about you as an individual. In the last couple of seasons, you've really come into your own and have done such a remarkable job kind of finding your races and, and getting after it and and finishing high at some summit league championships and and other meets. So just tell us a little bit about, you know maybe not the whole career, but like, as you're coming into, you know, is this your last season of eligibility or you got one more? I do have one more. <laughs> yeah. I do have one more. So as you're coming into like, you know, close to the the end of the road for you, just tell us like you've been through a lot, man, coaching change, uh, you know, COVID, like all sorts of stuff. So I guess I just want to know to kind of like sum this up. I've been rambling here, but, just tell us a little bit about, you know, where you expected to be at this point in your career and where you find yourself now. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, um, when I came into NDSU, I was, you know, probably one of, I was the worst guy on the team and I kind of expected to, to be like that. You know, I was, wasn't anything too, too special in high school. Um, top finish at a state meet was 10th. So I was, Really, when when Carlson gave me a spot to walk on, I was just you know super grateful to him because I didn't 
you know, I was didn't really imagine that I would have a spot here. So, um, yeah, I came in and I was just kind of looking to work, work uh, my first my first few years to just try and try and earn a spot. And um, you know, COVID kind of uh, benefited me quite a bit. So, because I was never gonna contribute to the team when COVID when COVID hit. So I got that extra year, which was pretty huge for me, allowing me to go next year. So, um, yeah, those first few years, I was just kind of just you know hit, got hit with a few few different things like injuries and um dry sockets as well in the middle of the season that took me out for a little bit but Ooh, um yeah that was fun but um but yeah my third year i finally finally was able to get a consistent consistent block of training and then i was just i was just kind of lucky that that year we were also having a down year as well so when i finally started clicking um there was there was an open spot you know, on the, on the travel team and everything. So, um, yeah, things just kind of, I kind of got a little bit lucky, um, just with the way things worked out for me, it, you know, it was really just perfect. Um, my first few years, we had a really good group of upperclassmen that I could kind of learn from. And then when they, you know, when they left, I was ready to, ready to fill in and I was, you know, lucky enough that things kind of worked out that way. So yeah, ever since then, I've just been, been lucky in terms of staying healthy you know a lot of guys a lot of guys in college have things like stress fractures and 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 other issues that keep them out but I've I've been pretty you know fortunate to avoid a lot of those major injuries so yeah these past two years have been fun um, just being able to stay consistent and stay healthy and everything absolutely the biggest injury I think you dealt with is you got sliced by a road sign uh, at the Ron (laughs) Penn Classic yeah yeah there's some there's some fun facts too yeah that was a that was a big one. Um, Poison Oak that same year was also a big one. Um, I'm not gonna go into that anymore, but if you know, you know on that one. Um, <laughs> so yeah, there's been, there's been some. You know, I kind of I kind of come down with the random injuries. You know, the Poison Oak, the dry sockets, the, the dry uh, sockets, man. That's the one that gets me. Yeah, <laughs> the roadside, the roadside the groin um, can, can, can you explain that one because yeah. we know the story but otherwise people are probably scratching yeah. their heads here yeah so about it was the ron pin back when the ron pin was in october it was the last meet before conference um and it was you know at und and the course wasn't what it is today you know they ran you by 42nd street so when you swung out to 42nd street there were these signs on the side of the road and um they just said no trespassing, um, but they happened to be running parallel to the course. And um, I guess no one decided to, uh, you know, mark those with anything. So you couldn't really see them when you were running straight on. And a half, probably a half mile into the race, the race was still really packed up. So people couldn't really see the road sign unless you were the first guy. So the first guy jumped out of the way. And then the guy right after him like sees it and then he hit the road sign. And then um, there ended up being three people that hit that sign. One of them was me. And um, if you can imagine a, a metal sign running parallel to you, I mean, it's like a blade. So I hit that thing right on um, dead center and I can get out of the way. So, yeah, that took me out and kind of screwed up my knee a little bit, cut my shorts. Um, and, uh, yeah, other areas were affected. And, uh yeah, I guess I'll I guess I'll leave it at that. But yeah, kind of a kind of a, a freak freak injury there. But yeah. Oh, God, we're glad you survived. Did you sue? Yeah. 
I did not sue. I think I might have had grounds, but I, uh, you know, I just, you know, I gave them the benefit of the doubt because they're in my hometown. So, okay. Um, held off, held off on a lawsuit. Yeah, man, it feels good to have three dudes from Grand Forks on the podcast. Let me just say that. <laughs> All right, I know they always do this when like opposing uh, kids that play UND in hockey, they come back to town. They always ask the red pepper order. So let's let's hear it. What's your red pepper order? Well, everything grinder with, with extra white sauce. Warmed well, up, extra extra saucy. Warmed up for sure. With does everything come with taco meat, or you got to get that extra? No, nope, that you, comes with it. Yeah, it does come with it. Nice. Yeah, everything you get, you get everything. You get the taco meat, you get the cheese, all three meats. Um, oh yeah, yeah, it's good. They red do pepper. have a red pepper in Fargo too, and it just you know after after hitting the university one at you know midnight two a.m. back in high school, you know the Fargo one just doesn't quite hit the same. That was, that was my exact question. I was like, is the Fargo red pepper you know do Grand Forks red pepper justice? Definitive answer is no. Definitive answer is no. I always recommend it to the people, and they're just like, you know, people on the team, they're just like, I don't, I don't see it, and I'm like, I know. I know you don't see it, and I and I'm sorry. I'm, yeah. On behalf of Fargo, I'm sorry about that one. But I think it's just, mostly it's the atmosphere, right? It's the building it itself. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the fact that you never know when the you know there's going to be some crime that goes on. You know, the past few times I've been to Red Pepper and Grand Forks, there's been cop cars outside, which just kind of adds to the experience. So um, that's not the thing you're getting in Fargo. It's just, it's just kind of unfortunate. So yeah, <laughs> what the heck? It's, it's that too safe. Sauce. Yeah, too safe here. It is. Too it's safe. too safe. And, you know, I feel too I feel I feel too comfortable as I'm eating my microwave food. All right. So, but, exactly. Uh, gotta Not love what you it. want. Gotta love Jake, it. Jake, I got I got one more question for you. You're a bit of a, a North Dakota track and field, you know, cross country junkie, uh, just like That's Ryan correct. and myself. I remember some of the first runs we went on together. As uh, you know, you started at NDSU. You know, as usually is some, you know, fact or tidbit about, you know, how the high school season was going on. And I think a time or two, we got in a spat about like, oh, dude, no, so-and-so from Bismarck got sixth at state in 2012. And you're like, no, I'm pretty sure he got seventh. And I was like, no, he got six, you know, anyway, all that to say, I want to hear your North Dakota. We'll, we'll stick with just cross country, your North Dakota cross country athlete, Mount Rushmore. So the, oh, okay. the top four, either, you know, best or most influential, you know, you could, you could personalize it, you know, the top four most uh, influential athletes to you, or you could make it just like the four, you know, best. Okay. Well, whichever, whichever way you want to take it, who are you putting on your North Dakota cross country Mount Rushmore? Okay. Well, if I had to go for best, I would say we'll give you. A, we'll what? give you. A, we'll give you a five, so it's a, a full scoring roster. Full scoring roster. Okay. Yep. Um, I would go um, Immels and Langang. Yep. For sure. I mean, those are the easy picks. Um, you know, those guys got to be on there. It's funny that you bring it up too, because we were just having a debate. This may, may maybe you could weigh on weigh in on this debate too. Um. 
but I'll, I'll give my Mount Rushmore first. Um, so yeah, Immel's Langang, and then, you know, I really have kind of a, a Hunter Lucas bias. Sure. Because I think he was kind of like a, you know, a guy that came before everyone. And then, he, you know, people kind of came after, Yeah. Mm -hmm. you know, like Klausnitzer was big for him to chase. But then after Klausnitzer was gone, it was kind of people chasing him. So, um, so I do want to put Andre Lucas up there. Also, that race between him and Klausnitzer in the two mile that one year was probably the best race I've, I've watched. Maybe the maybe the Corsmo Yoder two mile was up there too, but yeah, I got you know I kind of want to put Hunter Lucas up there, so I'm gonna put him there, and then I'm also gonna put um, Sean Corsmo there as well, um, and then depending on if you're gonna make it distance focused, my last pick might not be um, you know eligible, but. Brandon Barnes. Um, yeah, we'll take him. Okay. As well, if if you'll take if you'll take Brandon Barnes, then I'll I'll throw him as as the number five spot. Wow. Since he since he split like a one forty eight at New Balance Nationals there, so. I mean that that's a solid that's a solid roster because I mean you got Langang who was national national champ in the five k on the track, obviously mm -hmm. went to Oregon, you know Immels was the footlocker. Footlocker champ, yeah, yep. and in the, the mile, like state record holder for a while, and then the only North Dakotan to have broken four. And then, oh yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Me and record, then, yeah, yeah, and then obviously, like Hunter was just like a winner. Like, dude, just dude, just knew how to win races. And yeah, yeah, it's interesting because like Langang was was better than Hunter was, uh, but it seemed mm -hmm. like he was so much better than everybody. It didn't, right. you know, my, my kind of grade and maybe the one grade after it, him, the amount of how good Langang was didn't really affect how it didn't push the needle across the state, but mm -hmm. Hunter being as good as he was at the time that he was really seemed to like push the needle for the rest of the state. So yeah. I think, especially for guys like your age, uh, when we, we've asked them before, like, Hey, who do you think, who was like the most influential, you know, kind of person you know a lot of times they'll say oh, i mean hunter you know they won't say they won't mm -hmm. say jake because a lot of times they never saw jake race or anything like that you know and then to put corsmo on there you know the two mile state record holder right sub nine yep 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 yeah he was the you guy know. that was you know when i was a senior he was winning state titles and he was yeah. the guy that was kind of the leader in that uh that whole you know, modern, the modern North Dakota guys running low nines and everything. And yeah. Yeah. He's got to be in there for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So solid, solid picks. I'm sure I always feel like, you know, there, there's got to be some like dogs from back in the day that we just don't really know like that much about that we're missing. But uh, that's a, you can yeah. you have a, a justifiable reason for every single one of those picks. Absolutely. Now I want to hear this debate that you guys are trying to settle. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm interested to see see your guys' take. So um, Ivan and Jacob were arguing yesterday on the run about who the better trio was. 
whose high school trio was better? So is it the Cheyenne trio of Jacob, Caden Johnson, and Aiden Johnson? Or the Wilson trio of Ivan, Finn, and Ethan Moe? So that's that's the that's the debate. So um I'll I'll let you guys weigh in before I uh before I give you every no matter no matter how I answer this, we're losing three followers. So <laughs> yeah, that's that's how I'm looking at this. I'll I'll say, I mean, I have a little bit of a bias to the Cheyenne guys because I I help like coach and kind of train with them for a summer, so I'm a little mm-hmm. bit partial to them. But I mean, Aiden won a state championship. Only Caden. Oh, and Caden. Yeah. Caden won a state championship. Yeah. Jacob didn't, but he was the fastest, like third place, whatever place he got, you know, in all those races, the fastest third yeah. place finisher in the two mile of all time. Yeah, it's okay. You don't have to get in third if you don't want to. <laughs> and then Mo Mo's the only one of those three that ever won a state championship. Yeah, but he did win. Well, they won the four by eight once as well. Um, but Mo won like four state titles yeah but, but and, we're set talking... the, and set the overall state record in the 800, 800. yeah and and yep. as a team yep. they won two cross-country state titles yeah Which, but we're yeah. talking we're talking trio we're talking yeah, trio we're talking you know the yeah. the cross-country team state titles there's two more people that you had to you know if see here's the thing okay this this is my answer it's the cheyenne trio because they're all different ages too, right? If if you get yeah. all three of the Cheyenne guys at the same age running like the best at the same time, like they were with the Williston three guys, the Cheyenne guys are better than the Williston three. Are they though? So so yeah. you just you just count rings. I don't think they so are like, in the mile. So But so this is camp, I thought this was a cross country debate. Or the five pin. So, so they're not better in the mile or the five pin. Or the hold on, hold on, Cam, real quick here. So Michael Jordan's better than LeBron because he's got more rings. And then yeah. and then Kareem is better than a lot of guys cuz like Bill Walton is the best basketball player of all time. He has 11 championships. I think Bill Russell, not Bill Walton. Bill Russell, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean <laughs> hockey, I'm a hockey player, you know me. Okay. But anyway, anyway. I um, I don't know. It's it's a good debate. It's a solid debate. I it think is. yeah, we were going off for a while about that one. Yeah, Ryan, I don't what's know. your what's your what's your pick? Well, I was leaning towards Williston until I was corrected that it's that I can't weigh cross country titles into it. So mm-hmm. shoot, I mean if we are going like purely You can weigh cross country titles. performance though. Yeah. See, I in my I was thinking more Williston, but at the same time Gosh, that's tough. That's tough. Were you, got were you to, averaging, if you average like 5K PRs, the Williston three are better? Yeah. Yeah, they are. Because Ethan Moe ran like 15, 21 at MXR. Mm, okay. Are we counting so MXR? They, ran, they have like, yeah. So they have like, yeah, because everybody's running it. Yeah, 15, 25. Like, yeah. I think Finn has the worst PR and it's like 15, 30. So, yeah. yeah what a scrub. Cross pretty easily. Here, yeah, exactly. Here's the okay. I'm gonna challenge you guys. Uh, those 
aren't the best. That's not the best trio in state history, though. Neither of those is the best trio in state history. Oh no! It's well. That's got to be a best high trio then. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know who it is, but it's not those guys. <laughs> yeah, okay. what, what about what about this trio? What about this trio? One time, Andrew Carlson, myself, and Laura Raisler did a podcast. And between the three of us, we had twenty six state titles. How many did you contribute? One. Ryan contributed one. Not bad. <laughs> Andrew contributed one. Yes, it's better than how much Cam and I are contributing right now. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, just just thinking about that one for a minute. Now I'm sure there's like Bismarck or like dude back in the day with the Williston like. The Immels, uh, Rob Heen, some of those guys, like, yeah, yeah, they're I'm sure. Is but there a trio with it though? Dude, maybe the Lang Gang trio of like Lang Gang. Yeah. But you know the problem is Lang Gang won all the titles, so it's like there weren't there were some studs that ran with them, but not a lot of. Dude, they well, they Lang qualified Lang, the Lang, Gang, Lang Gang Lang Gang Goda. No, no. Uh, no, Goda was too far. No, he was, no, no, he, wasn't. He was no, only Goda, a year Goda yeah. and Langang were a year apart. No, Brandon that Barnes when, was two years older than Langang, so he could be on that trio. It was it was when Langang when the Bismarck team qualified for NXR as a team, right? I know I know we're taking yeah. that, that that's all five, but whoever that their top three was that year, that's got to be yeah. one of the best, right? Because no other. Yeah, that, m- no other boys trio. It, why why aren't we talking? Or we could even about, throw in Ryan Wheeling. I was uh, just going to say, what Jaylen about Newtown? Chase, the Newtown. The Newtown new yeah. boys. That's a big one we're sleeping on. Heck, even the Bowman kids the last couple of years. Like, did Austin Warner have anything to say about this argument? Yeah. Austin Warner currently has a stress fracture. So by by virtue of injury, he wasn't there. I don't know. The Warner, the Warner, Sarsland, Warner trio. You know, that was a trio. Yeah, that was so, a trio. I mean, dude, some good ones. Red River never really had a trio like that. No, not really. Their best trio was probably um, Rongich, Rongich McHenry, and Damien, probably. That was probably their yeah. Best trio. yeah, and I mean, like, Cam, you guys, when we were freshmen, like, Paul, the Paul Schaefer. It was like um, the Shane Harlow, yeah. Tom Fisher, Paul Schaefer. I think that was probably our best. And they were like, what did they get? I don't know. We had like my eighth grade year. I think we went sixth, ninth and like 20th or something at the state meet. So, I mean, we're not, we're not anywhere near like the conversation of <laughs> best trios in the state, you know, but, but your, your best trio. Um, yeah, that was. Yeah, I think when you when you kind of look at the uh, combined five uh, K times of those Wilson guys, and they're they're putting an average of 15, 15 27 or whatever their it's average the shoes. top three is. Yeah, oh no. <laughs> See, that's the thing. Not like, the there's shoes. there's no way. Not I mean, you shoes. can't. You we can't compare. There's no. You're right. There's no other team in state history that's going to compare to like a best average time of the top three of the Williston guys. Biz, biz high might though. I wouldn't be so quick to say no, because Lang Gang ran like 14, 45. Oh, yeah. That, they, that, they that lowers it so, I, so far though. 
the yeah. best high trio actually in my there's very there's very few very few right how, how did this go from being all about jake arison to being all about everybody but jake arison i think it was i think it was uh inevitable really it's a great <laughs> so, yeah it's just a, it's just a good question it's are a gonna, solid question are you gonna be at the border battle jake Oh, of course I'm going to be at the border battle. Let's go. Okay. Well, we've got some things in the works, so we'll have to try to get you on then. We don't want to keep you super long, but we do. There are a lot of, it's so fun to run into somebody that loves track and field as much as we love track and field and cross country. So, well, this is not the last time you listeners are going to be hearing from Jake Harrison. So maybe it'll be a recurring segment. You know, we'll bring Jake Harrison on. All right, what's the North Dakota cross-country debate question of the week or of the month or something Ooh. like that? I like it. I like it. We'll work I on mean, it behind yeah, the be scenes. So down. Perfect. Right. Perfect. Hey, well, best of luck at GREAC this weekend and uh, get after it. We can't wait to watch you the rest of the season. Catch up at Border Battle. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks, Jake.